Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by a one... Trace Finicaro. And... Snakey snake, snake, snakey snake. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Gentlemen, let us jump right into it. Uh, Trace, we're going to start off... Uh, we're just going to kind of bounce on some topics, some current events, and just go a little freeform today. Um, why don't you talk about Drake... The artist, the music artist Drake, the, form, the, the artist formerly known as Drake. If you would call him an artist, even Drake. would you go as far to call Drake an artist? Well, like he's currently known as Drake. Yeah, yeah, I'd say he's an artist. He's an actor too, right? <clears throat> is he? Is he? He's first an actor, I believe. Can we? Can we? Can we say he's a fartist? Fartist would probably be, or a shardist. A I shardist. would say he's a shardist musician. Yeah, and a shitty actor too, but. You can't hold it against him. He was like a kid when he was acting. So I don't know how big news this is, but um, for those familiar with esports, um, esports being the video game equivalent of uh, organized sports, Drake uh, is now a co-owner of an esports brand. Um, I use the term brand because uh, they're called 100 Thieves, and it looks like they went... They they started off playing. Um, what did I say it was? Call you said of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. They began. Yep, and um, so and competitive multiplayer for Call of Duty for gamers out there. And and, and is is he the owner of a uh, esports team brand like Will I Am is the owner of a car company? I didn't know Will I Am owned a car company. Yeah, they 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 customize slash ruin uh, nice old cars. So that the the community, you know, like so his his his, his fellas can feel like they're doing stuff. So so wait, what do you, what's this car thing? Is he like pimping rides, like um, Exhibit used to do? I, well, or is it like Signature Series? <laughs> like he gets a car and puts no, Will I Am on you, it. You gotta you gotta see it because like basically he he like fucking he raced out a DeLorean. <laughs> what is it? It's actually it's, it's, his company's called I Am Auto because mm-hmm. you know it's all. His branding stuff, but yeah, it's just. So they don't actually manufacture the cars; they just do aesthetics just, to they, it, aftermarket they, aesthetics. Well, yes, they 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 ruin perfect. They, they they convert perfectly functional automobiles into kind of less perfectly functional automobiles. Which is kind of similar because this was an existing team. I thought this was a brand that he had built from the ground up, but he this is an existing entity essentially that he purchased. Yeah, the hundred thieves. Yeah, and it looks like. Um, 100 Thieves actually got some funding. So they're, it seems like they're more like a brand, but they have uh, their Wikipedia page mentions a few games that they play, um, including uh, Fortnite, League of Legends. Um, what was the other one? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. And then there's some other. Probably PUBG. Yeah, there's some arena Battle one Royale. that they had listed. Or, yeah, Royale. Which. I don't think it's so interesting that he, that he owns one. I don't really care. It's just investment, right? I think what's more interesting is that he thinks that esports is something worth investing into. Well, it's kind of an interesting thing because it's it's a little exciting, I'd say, when I think about it. Um, not because I'm a big esports fan. I, I'm a huge video games fan. I love video games. Watching an esports. Um, thing eh, i guess i could do it but it would be like golf to me like maybe i'll have it on the background and kind of watch it maybe like baseball i really don't care for baseball i wouldn't intensely watch it i mean i watch evo coverage and stuff here and there but even then i 
15, 20 minutes and I got to do something else. I got to zone out. Like it's not all that interesting to me. But what is kind of exciting is if you think about the traditional sports um, arena or not the actual arena, but the, the industry, if you will, you don't really have many options like this. Like this would kind of be like a Nike or an Adidas or some major like sports conglomerate that started as an apparel company. This is not how it went down. Like these were guys, this was just like a team, but from what you were saying, like they're, they're getting into like apparel and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like what the funding did is it kind of legitimized them and, and it gave them the money to go out and buy the best players. So they have like an all-star team. Now I don't know what an all-star team really looks like in video games. A um, bunch of virgins typically <laughs> is what they look like. Wow. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, so not to okay. me, they're they're not household names. They're not celebrities to me, just because it's not something that I follow. But I could say the same thing about a professional organized sport. You know, I don't really follow any of them either. So it's hard for me to know, you know, who the good gamers are and and, and what's a sign. Hey, this is this is going to be a great brand. But yeah, I'm kind of excited about it too. And in Wade, we've had this conversation um, many times, even before the we started our podcast. And you've always been at you've always kind of approached it from you weren't really sure if there was a market there like you didn't really know if there was a um you know if you could sell out the stadiums like you do with the professional uh with the organized sports and in fairness they have had some pretty big crowds i know that recently there was a Fortnite. was it Fortnite gunner a Fortnite tournament i, I think a shooting happened unfortunately at it but oh it's a pretty big draw is it florida i think it was on florida i don't remember but there was a pretty big like a Fortnite tournament and some big names like Shroud. Show- I think Shroud showed up. Ninja definitely was there. He's like the face, right? Um, but it's definitely, it's it's really gaining some very, just some traction. Like I definitely had questions about it and I still have questions about it um, because of how long will, how long can this exist in its own sphere before Nike does take notice or Adidas does take notice well, or Reebok takes yeah. notice? What's that? I mean, it's on ESPN, right? Like actually, your 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 premier, so your premier face in the fighting game community at the moment is a guy by the name of Sonic Fox Five Hundred, who is an obviously gay <laughs> fursuit wearing. Like, yeah, he fucking he went fucking top. He went fucking top two. Like actually, he won Evo. Dude, Sonic, fu- Sonic Fox fucking, is nasty. I yes, know who fucking Sonic Fox yes, is. But like, he won he won Evo with effectively wearing a bag over his head. It was just awesome. He wears this, like, giant, fluffy, blue fox head with, like, little tails and paws and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he fucking wrecks people. And he's still, yeah, he's still, he's still fucking doing, he's, do, he's still doing fucking counter cancels. He's not, yeah, he's not an <laughs> asshole either. It's, like, kind of refreshing to see, because there are some douchebag gamers. Like, I don't even want to mention A lot of the name. ones that I've watched um, have been pretty nice. But I, I think a lot of the ones that I watch, because I don't actually watch competitive gaming. But my kids watch a lot of the the YouTube videos where where people will play. They all seem to be really nice. But I think, like, if you're not the best, you have no choice but to be nice. Well, that's the thing, right? This is why, like, when I I say, like, how long before, like, these guys, this is all brand new for them. Like, none of these guys were making six figures, almost seven figures a year to do what they were doing. They were just doing what they were doing on their own, working shitty day jobs or whatever, day jobs they didn't obviously want to pursue all that much. And now they're making money like a superstar. I think you will see 
if if it progresses, you'll see some things change. I just worry about when Nike says, "Okay, there is a market that we could sink our money into and take essentially take control of it." Just right? take it over, yeah. Right, and that's what's going to fucking happen. They have all the money, you know what I mean? Like I'm glad that it's in, on ESPN, you know what I mean? Like there are some uh traditional sports sportscasters and sports like talk radio guys. Like Colin Cowherd was a, was a big one. And he's a guy that I listen to and I enjoy most of the time. But man, he shit all over esports. Oh, it's a joke. This and that. It's not a sport. This and that. And it's kind of like you're eating your words now. He doesn't work at ESPN anymore. He works at Fox. But it is legitimate. Like there is a market that is growing, which is cool. I think it's great. Um, but I am skeptical as skeptical of what will happen once it gets too big and you start bringing in these like these people with real real money and real big money. Is it going to fuck it up? Is it really going to be a marketplace where, you know, someone can invest some some scratch and a brand and build a brand kind of on their own? Because I don't know if they will be able to at well, that point. You know, I mean, like it, it, it's it's it, it's interesting watching these kind of new venues in like you get kind of co opted by the machine. You know, like, uh, I mean, like, with professional, you know, like, the whole thing, I mean, Evo is still kind of the, the pinnacle, the pin, you know, like, you know, whether, League of Legends has, like, some massive fucking problems as far as, like, shit heels and, like, scamming going on and stuff like that, and Evo is kind of the closest thing that you have to, like, a real fucking, like, sporting event. Because one, guys are fighting it, but I mean, like, they'll actually have, like, they'll be, like, fucking side battles, like, guys with laptops set up in fucking bathrooms, having, like, you know, like, mini now, mini now, <laughs> you know, like, there'll be side action, like, there's legit, like, big money betting going off, and like, going on in an alley out back with two guys playing, like, fucking Doki Doki Death, you know, like, like, bad fucking bitmap windows motion capture games or something like the work the more trash the game is the better as far as like that that side bet stuff goes but um you know you have these you have these major brands moving in now like espn do you have to clean stuff up do you have to clean stuff up because i mean like you know the part 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 of the fun of evo is just like people being fucking immense monsters well yeah like there is there i mean there is no you cannot deny Anyone that's played competitive gaming, and I don't mean competitive getting paid. I mean like you know, <clears throat> high level gaming, not just casual, right? It just it does seem the higher level you get, especially on team based stuff, but definitely in in fighting games like Evo. What Evo is, it gets toxic, man. It gets really fucking toxic. I remember when, God, this is ten years back now, more than ten years back, when we would play, um, like Counter Strike when me and like. Probably me and Gopher probably got the most serious about Counter Strike. There used to be this server called Zombie Dog, and it was like, I mean, people just dumping hours and hours and hours of time into it. And man, if you fucking if you made the wrong move, like through a flashbang in the wrong area, or I mean, some pretty specific stuff, which to the outsider would seem like, what's the big fucking deal? What's what's the problem? I mean, they would dog you and shit on you and just shit on you the rest of the night, like very very toxic behavior and i think you find that a lot it's easy to find in any competitive gaming scene what's weird to me is the term esports and it's i think it's a sign of my age it's probably how my parents felt about the term email they probably didn't get it they're like well why don't you just use mail 
It, it has nothing to do with mail. You're just sending a message to somebody on a computer. That's not mail. So the, the term esports to me is, doesn't resonate yet as this as this new thing. Well, to me, it's. I, I I almost feel like the word sports should be out of it. Well, because but the but the the prem, uh, which is the weirdness is where this gets into is that effectively it is something that is actually in your performance and it is is actually measurably improved if you train not just like play game I mean like actually like you know it's kind of like formula 1 drivers have to get like fucking super in shape even though they're just driving a car and you age out like it's not just like you're is it's not just like your you know, like you get bored with a game. I mean, like physically, you know, you your your body will not, your brain and your nervous system will not respond fast enough at some point to keep up with these guys. So either you have to come up with, you have to like fucking get like super sneaky and cunning, or you just get you get driven out by Twitch. You know, like you just you, you can't you can't you, you know like I'm 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 like a couple milliseconds too slow on response to fucking keep up. So are you saying? Because you don't consider, because you don't consider it a sport, is that what you, where your disconnect is, or is the e part of it what bothers you? Because the e part of it, honestly, is probably directed more towards you than than who's actually, like, than the kids that are actually kind of <clears throat> participating in it. Yeah. So, like, I remember in in school there was debates about whether certain things were a sport or not. Sure. And like cheerleading was one where people really had bowling is one yeah bowling's a better example probably yeah. because cheerleading when you get into the professional level it's crazy crazy when you're in college it's fucking crazy yeah 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 and some of these high school girls are flipping around like fucking gymnasts and shit right and um, I, yeah but bowling's probably a better one um and i know a lot of people are going to cringe but i even golf um like I know that golf requires a very high level of skill, but you know maybe that's all that matters is that it's a high level of skill, and maybe Gunner's breakdown of you know aging out of it and um, and training and stuff like that is a perfect the perfect analogy for why it truly is a sport. But it, it's my brain has a hard time bridging a gap between a video game and a sport, and that's the problem. Like that's the younger generation doesn't see that type of bridge. So I think it is, I think what you're hung up on is exactly kind of what they don't want you hung up on. Like they don't want to say video game essentially because it seems like it's just a game, but to them it's significantly more important to them. You know what I mean? Just like someone who's a professional bowler, you would, you know, I guess your average person, you just play a game, you roll a ball down the alley. But to somebody who's like professional bowler and stuff, they take it very seriously. They're kind of like, no, this is like, I'm, an athlete in certain one way or another. Like I have a skill set that I have to practice with and I can't just go out and do this whenever I want. Like I have to actually work at it. I mean, you know, I think when you put game into it, you take away a little bit of legitimacy of the skill that's involved. I, well, you know, I mean, are you, are you going to, are you going to start saying, I mean, what about darts? Is darts a sport? Yeah. I mean, it darts is as much a sport as fucking bowling is. Well, and golf, frankly, because well, no, I, I guess the thing is, is if it, if it involves the act of hurling a missile or wielding a club, I think that 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 covers the threshold of baseball. You do both. Yeah. Basketball. 
I, that's why I guess I used to get hung up on this, but I just don't anymore ba- because ba- you know bachi, what? Bachi cricket. If there's a, if there's a market for it, and you want to call it a sport, what the fuck do I care? You know what I mean? Like if if people want to watch you do it, and you got to work hard, and you can somehow establish, uh, like a a pyramid where there are I, skilled skilled individuals just at the top, and then there's and it's and it's easy and obvious to see. Yeah, call well, whatever you, know, you want but, to call but, it. But, and again, like I guess you know, like you have your you have your team based games and stuff like that, and a lot of that is grinding. I mean, but but I mean, you know, maybe what? this is a, what. What's a team space? A t- well, you know, like, team based game called you, grinding. No, 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 no. When you, he meant grinding is so. You know, like you have your co-op teams, stuff like that. Your like your Counter Strike Elite response teams. I mean, you know, like it, it. That's that's almost just putting the fucking lotto together. Like they're you know like it, it's it's money, it, Paul. It's money. Well, but <laughs> I mean, like you know evo evo it's kind of easier like the, at least the prof- you know the professional fighting game the professional fighting game community i mean like other than the fact that people you get you know like it helps that they get paid you know it helps if there's prize money which is always yeah nice. absolutely but i, I mean, think it's i think when you evo is one on one there's no teams it's that's just how it is it's an individual thing and it's just very different you know what i mean like evo well, and, is and, like um, a golf tournament um, unless 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 you're going full in on the uh uh, King of the Fighters, America, you know, like the, no one's taking that. No one likes that. No one's taking it seriously. Like one, one dude against one dude is what people want to see at Evo. No, it's you, no, you do one way one, but it, it, yeah, I guess what I'm saying, like you have the America, te- you know, you have your team ranking and stuff like that. But yeah, because it, it, it's if you've ever watched a good fucking Evo bout, it is, it is, it is, it is a level of okay. As soon as we get cyborg bodies, shit's getting real. Like just people, people, like you, you so, perceive you perceive the limitations of the so human organism. So so is a freestyle rap battle, but we don't call that a sport. I, I'm not I'm not arguing with it, I, and and I admit it's my own. It's me being naive. Actually, technically, you are. Arguing. It's me being ignorant. Well, I'm not, I'm not because I don't disagree. Um, what I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to represent a perspective of th- of the branding of E Dash Sports, and I consider myself I'm 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 older than than a lot of these kids that are watching it, but I also consider myself to be a fairly normal person. So when I hear the brand, to me, it it it, it almost like has problems and like I said it's just like probably what my parents thought of when they heard email it didn't make sense to them but the other thing is is that UPS and FedEx and and the the and USPS they didn't jump on electronic mail when that was becoming popular they didn't say hey you know what we've been delivering regular mail for a long time now that it's gone electronic we're going to jump into the industry however with the sporting industry you know I think there's a lot more parallels yeah I I definitely wonder like when you say you're a normal guy. Like, when was the last time you watched an NFL football game? Are you are you branding me as a guy yes. that doesn't like I'm, sports? I'm, I'm kind of make, trying well, to make no, a bit. Why, like why the, are you branding the, me no, as a guy that doesn't like sports? Because, well, but, but, but part of this is is that effectively the thing because you know there's always there's like again Evo existed before the whole Evo the sport thing. The thing that like really kind of crystallized this whole esports thing was people watching other people playing these games competitively because it was, I mean, like, you know, you'd have a bunch of, maybe you'd have a bunch of guys sitting around in a fucking 
like show like a, a like a showroom convention center or something like that if you're in a prime event but yeah it it wasn't it wasn't like something that was broadcast as an entertainment medium in and of itself so you know like you kind of have you have these two things that happened around the same time which is the rise of let's play because of youtube and twitch and stuff like that but then you also have these fucking constant broadcasts of these competitive bouts between like you know teams that basically have spent the last three or four years getting their shit sorted and then it's like okay this is this is pretty fucking in- this is pretty fucking intense and you know like these were these were these were individual experiences that are now being publicly broadcast and to guess, I guess back to Wade's point is like when's the, yeah when's the last time that you watched like is it is it the esports thing or the fact that you don't really watch competition as an entertainment medium I, i'm not talking about the competition right i'm not talking about the competition of it i was talking about the name i was saying that the name to to, to use to use something like sports and to put an e in front of it i think that it what it does is it brings connotations of the original and and that's what i'm not saying i'm not even saying that i disagree with it right i mean esports is going to be as successful as it's going to be and i don't i don't i'm not saying that there's not a market for it the market is going to prove itself what i don't hear is i don't hear people my age talking about it and and that's all i'm trying to shed light on is that as a brand i haven't seen a whole lot of awareness and awareness is also acceptance i almost i, I almost I feel mean, like, like there's 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 two people at this table right now who are your age that are talking about it. Okay, let me finish my point, please. <laughs> I almost feel like like a, a lot of these times um, when, when, when something, when a new concept that, that reinvents an old, it usually comes in with a brand new name, right? Uber didn't call themselves Electronic Taxi. You know what I'm saying? Cody didn't call themselves, um, you know, I don't know, freaking uh, terrestrial TV over the internet, right? They came up with a new cute name. What about Lyft? What about Lyft? I got to get a Lyft. It was a new cute name, but it was still a new cute name, right? They didn't use the term taxi. They didn't use the term yellow cab. And I I think that's what's interesting. Um, Email was successful, right? Email was able to use it and it was successful. I'm just trying to draw parallels between that. I'm not trying to state whether or not esports has a demand. It's more about like I, I've never bumped into somebody and, and heard them say esports. I when I go to Target, when I go to Walmart, I don't really see like like T-shirts with esports names on them. Yeah, I mean, it obviously hasn't reached critical mass, and I wonder if part of that is is branding or or maybe it just hasn't reached. Its- I think it's intended audience. The intended audience will eventually mature, but you're talking about kids. This is a relatively new thing in this country, not in the world. Korea had this fucking decades ago with StarCraft. But the intended audience is not you because when this does germinate into an, if it continues to grow and germinate into a successful industry, you will have aged out of the prime spending. You know what I mean? Expenditure. Your your prime kind of spending years, you'll be out of it by then. Like 20, 30 years from now, you'll be on the decline. Whereas these kids that are 15, 13, 12 will be in their 30s. Hopefully, they're hoping that they're still in video games and still watching esports, and it's grown, and maybe they go there. But I want to—I I liken it to X Games, like which, frankly, is kind of dead at this point, not very big at all, right? But it's like, why do they call it X Games? You know what I mean? Why didn't they call it like? Well, because it was extreme, right? It's the extreme, extreme sports or whatever, right? Like that was like the thing. 
this is I think I kind of liken it to that. It's just like it's the electronic age, right? It's it's electronic sports is yeah. is kind of what they. I, I mean, like let's let's be let's be real. This is really just. This is the awkward Atari twenty six hundred transition phase until we get fucking Ready Player One shit going down. With you know VR, you know persistent. Oh, VR, like sub, yeah. like some super submersive like visuals and all that stuff. Yes, and, you know like that how 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 that played out. You know like is 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 fucking obtuse as that book and that movie was. That's where that's where this ultimately goes. I read the I first. Don't, I don't agree with that. I think if VR was going to make it, it would have. The tech is there. It's no, it's there. not. It, it, yeah, it is. It. It. We're we're still at a point where to do four K four K four K rendering because they still have issues with actually doing uh, focal focal length eye tracking. So you base. You dump a whole bunch of unnecessary compute resources into rendering a scene in VR at this point because because of the way the display is, you know, like you, if you. Never mind actually having a 4K disc panel and a head-mounted display. Your eye can't see half that shit, anyways. So you're you're rendering compute time. It you need multiple 2080 Ti's at this point to render a 4K head-mounted display. It, it is you're gonna you're you're gonna say that like like I guess like on a Counter Strike thing like for an esports deal for a Counter Strike a competitive Counter Strike rig. It's like. Six hundred, seven hundred dollars to put together but, but a Connor, PC. But, but it, you're, it, you're talking about 4K, right? It, you you've had you've had eight bit games successful, right? When was the last time somebody stopped you and said, "Hey, you got to check out this VR game," right? I mean, I I think that that there's that there's serious issues with VR catching onto the masses oh, no, because and there, I don't think that there are, techni- I don't, there are technological. Limits. I don't think they're technological limits. I think that not everybody wants to strap their head inside a dark box. I think um, VR will continue to emerge slash, su- slash submerge because if this isn't the first VR emergence, like this was VR was like the the rage. Ba- Remember the movie right. Hackers? Right. That's like what ninety one, ninety two. No, I, I mean, again, we're, we're, I think we're, AR has a better chance of surviving we're, than VR. But I, th- I would think that Gunner would would imagine that eventually AR and VR will marry. And eventually, no difference. when the technology, be, because you have to, right. you you have to, you, uh, to, to to be able to successfully unless you, unless you're in like the fucking Matrix. endless trend endless treadmill, if you are in a real space, you have to be able to pass that information to a user. Otherwise, you're gonna fucking knock your dick on a coffee table when you're freaking stumbling <laughs> around in your goddamn house. But it, it, it's the AR AR has already demonstrated a bunch of fun apps but again what it comes down to is is that the compute like the the oculus rift and the vive and all that really i mean like you know everybody got excited but again it's the difference between like i I go back it's the atari 2600 so the atari 2600 was really the first commercial video game console i mean like you know there are other there were you had ColecoVision, you had others actually some of the earlier ones were even better ColecoVision was better than Atari 2600, no doubt. But but the 2600 was effectively it's 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 like it's um so you know like like the 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 Model T was the first mass produced car. The Model T was actually the worst the worst implementation of a car that you could you know, like it it got you to traveling, but it's not the one that it's not it's not the implementation of a car that you think of when a car like when you drive a car, like you can't drive a Model T like. 
my Civic. You know, the the, the 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 first the first vehicle that actually came out with that control scheme was a Cadillac and the Austin Seven, and that's a that's effectively the archetype. You know, everything after that, you know, like that is rec that is everything that is recognizable. Like you got into it, you could start it, you could operate all the controls. Sure, We're, it was like but, the but, universal. But it became but, the universal, but it's still primitive. Is it's still primitive and unrefined is all hell. Sure, and like that's where we are right now with as far as like even AR, like the 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 tech itself, all of the major control, like the the, the they, okay. So how do I, how do I get a display that senses where I am in the environment? How do I pass that information to the user? Like how you know, like how do I do? do do the discarding render ring and all that stuff. Like we're we're in the we're in the we got pretty much all the big problems sorted. We just got to figure out how the fuck we're going to do this cost effectively. And you know, to your point, it's yeah, maybe people don't want a freaking box strapped to their face. Okay, so they then how, don't how do we move? Tr- they want to sit in a couch. Well, then you're but that that's effectively then you're going to have to start drilling things into people's fucking brain because but, but that, they, so that's, they keep playing the games on the TVs that they play because it's been successful for over thirty years. Right, no doubt, but I do wonder if the technology were there where you could get some sort of an implant, like a neural implant, and you could completely immerse yourself in the game. Wouldn't that be the alternative? Just roll your eyes in the back of your head. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be playing a game. I might be doing Heard something else. <laughs> That's well, they, a good they, point, they Trace. Actually, they actually do make an implant specifically it's, just for that. It's uh, you have an iPhone app, and you just basically go. You you you, uh, you, you hit the uh, send message now button and uh, orgasm as you're spiraling off a fucking interstate and in, 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 into a ball of flame. Porn will drive it. Porn will drive the industry. But I mean, could you could you imagine though if you could. I don't think I think it'd be a dangerous thing if you could fucking put some implant in your head, you know, at the bottom of your brain, or the, your brainstem or whatever that could have you interact. And it, I mean, they make movies; they've made movies about this for 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 ages. But it's like it would change things dramatically. You'd be fucking with your; it'd be like the craziest drug ever, as it would be like a two second drug. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at first. <laughs> No, I, there, there, I mean, like there, there are, there are like what they call orgasm buttons. Like there, it was, a, it was a, it was a kind of accidental discovery doing like spinal stimulator stuff. But yeah, it's a bit, that's oh, fucking fuck. crazy. <laughs> I'd never leave the house. Yeah, it's the dang, just, most dangerous it's, thing. It's, for wait, me. wait, wait. We we find Wade one week week later. He's lost sixty pounds. He's yeah. just desiccated. He's this desiccated husk, and it's like oh, I'm covered blood. I'm like sloth from seven, just <laughs> dust. So other recent news. Yeah. Um, the Google Pixel three um finally shipped. Which means my um, your poop your, phone, your, your shit phone. You hit the phone that is to never cross the threshold of my apartment. <laughs> what if I told you it entered your apartment and it was no. alive? No, I'm just kidding. That's a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have fun with that. I had phone. to burn my apartment and fucking find a new place to live. We, we were. I was thinking it smelled like cat food downstairs, but now maybe it's just his phone. So the interesting thing is um, <laughs> the benchmarks for the for the Pixel 3 are definitely lower than the iPhone XS, which to iPhone users probably is not a surprise. Um, If you look at the price point, it's priced about $300 
cheaper than the iPhone XS. But one interesting thing that uh, that I read this week about the Pixels is, as part of this Pixel 3 release, Google finally released a wireless charger. And the wireless charger, and I don't know, I'm sure they have some reasoning behind this, and this is a new industry that I'm that I'm kind of interested in, although I don't know that much about it, um, and I should. But the I want to call it the home race, okay? The home race? The home race, yeah. And it's the race to be number one as a Google Home, an Amazon Echo, a um, what's Apple's called? I don't know. I didn't even. I, I actually not, didn't I know they had one. Apple had a home automation hub. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a full automation hub, but um, but that concept, right? Where it's called you, the Power Mac. Could, <laughs> it's it's the race to be the home device that controls your life, and what Google did with this new Pixel charger is they did a couple of weird things. Number one, Pixel this Pixel three charges half speed on all other chargers. Except for the Google one, uh, right? I don't like that move. Yeah, yeah. People are calling Google well, out on it. Right yeah, but Gunner, Gunner, how do you justify it, Gunner? I gotta hear it. So, no, no, but 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 the 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 thing is, it's like if you know how like Tesla has a supercharger, and you can only use a supercharger with Tesla cars. I didn't know they had a supercharger. I didn't, I didn't know you could use a supercharger on electric cars. No, it's like the, the the basically it's their quick charge for their electric cars. Oh, super charging super oh, charger. Gosh. Man. Not super not not compressor. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, but so so but the but the thing is that um you know, a- Apple used to do this bullshit and fair enough. But you know, like and like again, there was theirs was horse shit. And like you know, it's we'll use a proprietary plug, or we'll you you know, but we'll use an underrated wire and all that shit. Okay, but if there is actual communication going on between the charger and the phone itself, like there's some like if there's some power control circuitry to base to dump as much current in it as you can, while keeping the temperature of the cells from re- basically hitting that runaway temp that then yeah because if it's if it's you know like because you know just saying google doesn't want to start fires yeah if, if, okay if, if, if it's it, as, if it's as a protection because if then it's, then okay because like you know pushing like you know we have our quick chargers now and all of them are like 2.1 amps or something like that and even that's like put like it's the reason why you can't charge stuff off a usb port consistently anymore because it's not actually like the phones are specced to, i've had phones that actually are going flat while they are being charged yes yeah absolutely because they'll, they'll they'll do like radio yeah, remember like remember when 0.75 amps was enough remember that mm-hmm. so so that's the first thing that's interesting about this charger and google has gotten some bad pr about it and google came back and they said we're working with a few hardware manufacturers to certify them to charge at the full strength and it's even more confusing because the pixel still says it's charging rapidly even though it's at half speed so there's a bit of a user experience problem that they got there this is the second part that's interesting to me and this is why i talk about like with the homes race so google's dock it knows that you're putting it on its own um its own charger and it starts advertising these features for google home as soon as you put it on there oh see that that's now this is what i find funny is all of these features are baked into your cell phone 
You don't need the stupid fucking stand for any of these features. All it is is just a base that charges. It well, does no, nothing else. It's, 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 it's not, essentially it's a not, dumb charger. It's, it's, it's not a base. It's a dongle. It's a dongle that lets you lets you know. It's a yeah. It is <laughs> it a dongle. You, but and what happens is all these features turn on. They have no intentions of offering those features on any other charger. So if you want a Google Home, right? Um, you go and you buy a Google Home and then you set it somewhere where it can listen to you and then you can talk to it and it, it can do things for you. Whether you need to know what time the movie is going to be or what time uh, the football game that I would never go to is going to be. <laughs> you, you get to ask if, of these things. What if, it was, what if it was Quidditch? Or you have it side changed to something like uh, if this then that, which is home automation. And you can program certain commands and then use your home automation from it. All of these features are available in the in the home. These you know like the, the the echoes and stuff like that. What's interesting is that this one charger turns your phone into essentially a Google Home, and you can use your phone for those purposes. Which is so strange to me because it's the same fucking phone that it was before it was charging. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's a new concept, which I, I find though. more interesting it than the charge. the the utility of your phone, I guess, even further. I mean, it's already maybe it's a natural progression. Yeah, and that, it's kind of turning your phone into like the the Blade Runner, um, the new Blade Runner movie. Like, did you see the new Blade Runner movie or no? no? I haven't. No. So like, he's got this like holograph AI unit or whatever that runs his his homestead or whatever, but like. He can take her with him, kind of, and like a, as a manual, as a mo- mobile projection. But it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, let me just set my phone down because it was just my cell phone that I made calls with and that I would surf the internet with or watch videos on. But now, now, now that it's now that it's in its its power station or whatever, right. now it fucking turns into like, you know, my AI companion here or like head of the household butler essentially. And that's a good point. And you know, now that I think about it, um, the early when when. Apple first started offering Siri, the um, the Hey Siri feature was initially only offered when it was docked to a charger. A similar thing that, that Gunnar had found. <laughs> the only thing that I can think of is that the, the one thing that's very <clears throat> unique about the charger, and, and my, my wife's got the Belkin charger for her iPhone, and I have the Google uh, charger for my Pixel. Um, the one thing that's unique is that uh, the Google Charger is a stand-up charger. So that's why I think they're advertising it as this home device because if you look at where the homes are going, and originally they were little like boxes with just a speaker and they'd talk back to you. But I'm noticing more and more of them now have screens, and those screens can actually give you the information in addition to you know the audio. You know, Sometimes you can't hear what she's saying back to you but you can see it come up on the screen so i think that that's the direction that they're going is that the home uh your home assistant uh needs a screen your phone has that screen our stand keeps your screen on display because of the way that it stands it up yeah maybe Connor, what is it explain so this, it so this, so, so this is uh you know so this is a product by uh gatebox Called uh, oh, actually, the Gatebox. So, uh, effectively, Gatebox is a home automation hub 
It also includes a full 3D hologram waifu. You need the hologram, girl. With but it, but you know so again so it will it will interface with your home. Will interface your with your devices. phone. Yes. So effectively, really? it will call you. So you can you can interact with the home, your home unit remotely, but it also has all of that machine learning stuff. So it will it will eventually learn your face and be able to read your facial expressions as part of the conversation that you're having with it. And it's just, but, I, I, but, but, you know. It's kind of fucking freaky, but honestly, if you were like a, if you were just alone, right? Like you were alone in a big city or whatever, or alone somewhere, you didn't know people, and you, it would be kind of nice to come home to like a little AI unit that was like, hey, what's going on? Like, it'd be nice for somebody to talk to, even if they were artificial. And the whole face reading thing, I mean, Apple's actually pretty good about privacy, so they're probably not stealing it from you while you're staring at your phone. But it's only a matter of time, right? I mean, Apple's got the Apple Watch, and the, the I think it's the third series that, I mean, that was can, released. Yeah. And the third series can, can actually make a 911 call for you when it detects that you slip and fell. Yeah. Right? So how yeah. long is it before the phone starts reading your your face and tries to decide if you're you, 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 you got a, a lot of threat of you're for suicide or you're something stressed. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really starting to worry about you. You seem, you seem well, like I mean, you're taking a lot of things. Okay, so that's actually, see, I don't see that as a bad thing. The bad thing is, is that in order for, so let's go down the road 20 years down into the future, right? AI is kind of like a thing, but it's a kind of like a controlled thing. I, I, lo- I love the fucking description. The first character for, Ga- for Gatebox Azumi Hikari is a comforting female character that is great to those living alone. Yeah. I mean, essentially, but... She will always so do in order for the AI to be effective, it has to learn things about you. And it has to get information from you. Well, like, the scary thing is, is, like, is the AI reporting to, like, the corporation? Yes. Right. All this stuff? Oh, yes. And to, the like, market to you? Yeah, the corporation <clears throat> will do the marketing, but even crazier than that, like... like um. So we talked about Big Mouth. Was it two episodes ago, or was it last episode? Probably last episode. Well, I'm I'm like maybe ha- two episodes. I'm like ago. almost done with the season. Like season crank- one and two, or yeah, just- I'm cranking through season right. two right now. And and I saw the scene that you were talking about. I thought they did a pretty good job. They actually hid. They hid. Jen and I were paying. My wife and I were paying attention. They actually hid the the genitals of the girls in the lot. You know, in the sauna. Um, uh, you know, of, of the, the the school students, but they showed the genitals of their mothers. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I saw that <clears> scene. <throat> but like, like, what if the phone, like, like, what if the phone is starting to try to like, like, peek into your soul, right? Become thought police. You you, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. Like that's the part. Like you said, you felt uncomfortable watching that. What if somebody didn't, and it could tell. Like right. you could tell you were, like that someone was maybe like you were like getting aroused, getting aroused or something like that yeah. or having like the incorrect thoughts like like kind of reading yeah in yeah. your behaviors or whatever and then some report just gets produced it, to and, and most the people government. listening are saying good those people should get sent to jail and they should they should be killed and <laughs> or be castrated or or whatever like a lot of people listening will say that um in 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 maybe you know maybe in a perfect world that that's true but um that's a strange, strange thing to get into, right? I mean, it could be. You know, that's probably that's an extreme case. But what if it's what if it's a like like a murder scene, right? There was a um, there was a Black Mirror covered so many things, and there's a Black Mirror episode where where a woman has to kill a baby in the scene. 
What if somebody's watching that scene and they start smiling? right? That's a pretty bad scene. And most people would be sad when they watch it. But what if they start smiling? I mean, sometimes... Now what you're getting into, though, is now you're getting into that Minority Report movie with Tom Cruise with, like, the psychics and the fucking ball that rolls down with, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a dangerous potential future, I guess. Depends how far far down the rabbit hole it goes. It's not potential. You think for sure? Well, they do it already. That's, I mean, that we're, is true. We're, we're they do flag we're, like we're already there. Yeah, we do surveil heavily, and like I deleted everybody. I deleted everybody from work from my Facebook. Well, that's because you were ready to quit today, Gunner. No, but that's <laughs> no, but you know, but but again, it's like you know, there we we hire. I mean, like you know, you listen. What do you think those third-party fucking marketing firms do besides scrub Facebook feeds for negative comments? I mean, they're you know that that's that 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 whole fucking Cambridge Analytica crew is there are fucking intelligence services out there for fucking employers and government things and stuff like that. You know, I'm not you know not conspiracy wise, but people fucking people fucking take pictures of themselves committing crimes on a regular basis now. You don't think that they're fucking profiling? You know how just just from how much shit comes up in my Twitter and fucking YouTube suggestion feed at this point? I mean, yeah, yeah, but there's a difference. You. There's a difference between profiling it for sales, right? Well, now well, all of a sudden, I'm buying your Google. Um, your I'm Google buy- searches are, are. I mean, like you know, like they're, they they use those profiles. You know, now all of a sudden, I'm being targeted for for knife ads, right? Because I took a picture of myself with a knife versus. Now the police are knocking on my door before I've done a crime, like you were saying, right? Where it's more like the uh, the Minority Report. Exists. Yeah, like I mean, like, but you get China does it right now. Yeah, it's what the fucking social. It's what that fucking social credit score is about. Yeah, they're doing some fucked up shit with the. Well, fucked up shit or not, they're. I would think it's kind of fucked up, but they're doing. They're having like a major issue with like. The Muslim community essentially. There's like, well, no, they they need they need scapegoats because really, what what happened is in the last ten years, there's been two attempted coups, of you know like you know and again because they 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 sit, they sit on stuff and it's not openly discussed, but if you look you you do the checklist of what constitutes an attempt to overthrow government, the Chinese you know the 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 part the party has suffered systemic weaknesses and they're doing that fuck they're doing that fucking like grand moff tarkin squeeze squeeze harder to do attempt to like crack down on the populace because there's just systemic there's systemic problems in china because they're doing the same thing that we're doing right now which is that they let a whole bunch of fucking pyramid scheme grifters in during the capital you know like the during the the capitalist revolution there after tiananmen and the, the the their entire economy is based on fucking like on bullshit so they have to keep going from these extremes to keep you know either one to keep you know capital in flight but it's also just like they got to fucking distract people because there's just there's wide set there's widespread poverty still i mean like you know um they're in their fa- you know like they have they have long term systemic environmental issues like they're they're out of fucking water they don't have fucking grow they don't have enough grow, grow, growing space to get their food it's like part of like why they're having this fucking tit for tat stuff with the United States tariff wise you know like there 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 are other countries that are like fucking supplying stuff but yeah it's that chi- China China eats more than it could ever grow itself 
Yeah. And I, there's a part of me that feels sympathy for China, like no doubt. Garland. Like we've we've used them for slave labor essentially. Yeah. Like, no, we, we we export we literally we literally we literally paid them to take all of all of the fucking awfulness of the of the west for from the 80s on it's even crazier they use themselves for slave labor you know like the like 90 percent of our garlic comes from china yeah and the the workforce the workforce is too small (laughs) so they end up having the prisons do especially like the um the peeled garlic which is really popular here in the states, I, I don't know where. Um, I bought one bag of it, and it was a bad idea because it went bad much quicker. Than well, it's because it's covered in spit, right? And that's the crazy part is that it is. It's covered in prisoner spit, and it's because the the prisoners. Um, and this is this is true. The prisoners peel so much garlic that they don't have fingernails, and they have to use their teeth instead. Jesus Christ! So when when ninety percent of our garlic comes from China, and a good portion of that, especially the peeled garlic, has been in the mouth. Of a Chinese prisoner, that's insane. I had no idea. That's, that's uh, I mean, that's the scale of the craziness that that we're driving this country to from a production. But standpoint. like at this point, we don't have an answer, man. Like we don't, we can't. We need roasted garlic. Well, that's the thing. Like we can't just stop. Like we're not just going to go back. So like you're not going to start paying. You're not going to start paying three thousand dollars for a fucking cell phone. You know what I mean? Even that's what. Even that's if it's what it's probably worth to you. Like even as I, I would argue. That if you told someone, your car or your cell phone, someone hey, younger than 30. Hey, 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 Wade. Which one would you... I think they'd probably be like, give me my fucking cell phone. I'll figure a ride out. Yeah, they probably do the cell phone. Um, yeah, they were also raised with an Uber. You know, there isn't an Uber for cell phones yet. I kind of wish I, there was a service like that when I was out of a phone because mine went into a porta potty. Huh. I wish I wish there was a service where I could just Uber a phone for a week. But there doesn't exist one. I think it's pretty high risk. There's actually, uh, I, I listened, I was listening to NPR today on the way to work, not mm-hmm. to sidetrack or whatever, but yeah, we'll sidetrack for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> there is a designer out there that's doing extended sizes now, like, which is plus size, but they use the word extended size now. Oh. And like big and tall is called extended size now? Yeah. Yes. Oh. For, I think just for women though. I don't think for men. This is mostly oh. about women, but like they have this these it's buyers always, now. It's always about women. Yeah. But uh they have these buyers now that they have these storefronts where women will go and rent an outfit for the day and just wear it to work. Mm-hmm. And they'll return it at the end of the day or they can buy it if they want for however much money. But it's like you're renting an outfit for work or you're renting an outfit to go out in or something like that. It's it's like a weird concept. Well, it's, well, beca- for, it's because it's for because weddings the it's dream, been around. It's because the dream has ended, Wade. For weddings it's been around. So like um like if you wanted to get a designer dress, you're going to go to a ball or you're you're going to go to a wedding. Um that's kind of been around. Um and there's a was it? Were you listening to Rent the the Runway on on NPR? Yeah, that, was that the one you were listening? That's what I was listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, it's a viable business model where you can rent these designer dresses. I mean, it's kind of nice. It's it sounds strange, but it doesn't when you think about it with vehicles. Um, people have no problem for their wedding renting a convertible, right? Yeah, but do you rent a car every weekend. day to go to work? Yeah, they'll drive it around all weekend, but yeah, it's not it's not a work thing. The work thing is definitely stranger, but let's say you're going to a client visit, right? I mean, let's say you want to sh- you you know those clients are going to judge you based on your suit. 
right? And you want to show up in, I mean, what's an expensive suit? I don't know. How much are, how, how uh, much is an expensive would suit? Would you say Armani? Like Gunner is probably like three, four grand. So you show up in a $4,000 suit and you're just barely making, making ends meet. It might give them the impression that you needed to land them. Now, the world shouldn't be as superficial as it is. But it is, and we live in that world. And uh, the other thing, though, is I, I don't I, like that's that's kind of my that's kind of how I feel about about certain suits. Other suits, though, just look so nice, right? Some people just want to look nice. Sure. And good designer clothing is just it's just very very expensive. You know, there isn't sometimes you can find a knockoff, but you can't always find a knockoff. So I would say that that's. Um, that's where the, the the demand at least is coming from. Um, I can't see myself doing it. I mean, it's a lot of trips to the, you know, whoever's loaning them to you, or a lot of garments getting sent to you in the mail, and you got to mail them all back. I was never a fan of like Netflix's DVD model. No, because in this new electronic world, of course, you can't download a, a garment yet. Um, I'm sure Gunner's working on that with his 3D printers, but you can't download the garment yet. So, so right now you have to send it back. And with the DVDs, once the electronic version of that showed up, man, everybody was consuming it, right? Before that, Netflix wasn't as big, but once they went streaming, now people don't have to worry about sending them back. Um, of course, Redbox has kind of taken over that market, but um, you know, you the the having to having to remember to mail it back out i think for a day to day thing is ridiculous no they just return it at the end of the day they don't mail it back they go back to the store oh you're saying that, that they live in a city large enough to have yeah yeah stores. yeah this is not something that's going to be around here right. per se it'll be in a more like urban area question gunner or will there ever be <laughs> like a machine that you could make that you just kind of designed your own clothing said print and then just bang out it comes in like a not in a commercial sense in a in, in a well in, individual in the, consumer in the, in the in the interest of not derailing things about with mr finicaro in regards to uh business opportunities i will not i will not confirm or deny that if 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 i am not if i am not designing something for that purpose i know a couple people who are at the moment okay you don't need to worry about derailing um so really what you're talking about, right, you're either feeding the fabric in and asking the machine to turn it into a garment, or you're getting really, really much lower and you're actually having the printer create the fabric, right? That's, and, and, that's, the, and that's really not, I'm mean, like, there, there are 3D printed, like fused, you know, like FDM style garments, but they're all kind of like fashiony things. Mm-hmm. Uh, where 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 we were going? I say we. Um, it you basically you have a catalog. You have a catalog of existing patterns, and what it can do is that you know it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, you ever see those stupid makeover apps? Uh, makeover you, apps. You know, like that where they like you know like basically it, it you take a picture of your. Like a, a woman would take a picture. Oh, that's of like what do I look like with red hair? What do I look with red? Yes. But um, really, what it is is that you you have to pull you have to pull a scan of the person because you're ba- you're getting their basic measurements, and which then it's like awesome. Tesla, which is tes- which is then your Tesla. You're you're saying okay, here's here's our catalog of existing dimensional pieces, you know, like our, our patterns, 
we can construct a garment. We can construct a garment based on locking these pattern, these different panels together like Legos. And then, okay, so how do we adjust that custom cut to basically achieve these marker? You know, like so. You know, like it has. To, we have to scale this piece by x time x plus whatever on the vertical dimension versus the the, the length dimension to have the have it fall in the same place. Um, you know, like we can, you say here, okay, if there's a printed pattern on this piece, if it's somebody who has a certain feature, they're trying to de-emphasize, how do I orient that pattern so that effectively it minimize, you know, like what feet, what, what features, what, what perceived features versus what actual features. That would be pretty sick. If you were like, you know what, man, I really don't like my gut. Mm -hmm. Can we just fucking, can you just tell me how Mm -hmm. to like. Yeah. minimize this well because the, it's, it's the designers are already doing it right and that's what's crazy is that it once once that knowledge becomes public domain or at it. least becomes cheap enough that we can download it then all then all of a sudden you know what happens to the designers it's going to be a strange oh, it gets world, crazy competi- crazy more competitive well, so, more more people designing right so my mm-hmm. wife owns my wife owns a cricket and uh so does so a, f- a few friends of mine's wives a and cricket? a cricket yeah it's like C-R-I, cry, or cri, cry and cut. Then cut, yeah, K-U-T. And the cricket is, um, it's like a home hobby device, and I'm sure Gunner knows quite a bit about them. And it doesn't do print 3D printing, really. It really does cutting. It cuts a sheet. So basically, yeah, it's, a, it, it's, a CN, it's a CNC cutter for paper or vinyl. And, and what will happen is you can go on online and you can download templates and you can actually make almost like a like a, a origami style thing, except it's not origami at all. It's not a series of folds. You actually cut the paper out and then you can, you know, either hot glue it together or whatever and you can make these little craft things. Huh. Um, some of them extremely useful. Some of them are just a cheap way to do your own decorations. You know, you might spend... Um, you know, five dollars a run for some decorations, whereas you can buy, uh, you know, uh, assorted colors of of construction paper for you know a dollar or two, and you can buy a lot of uh, you know string or yarn or something uh, ribbon to rope them to each other. And with time, instead of money, you can you know decorate a whole house um, with this cricket. Um, but you can you can do you can make your own um, cards. So they have templates for like birthday cards. You can print out like like letters and names and stuff like that, and you can make posters with them. And you're really limited to the size of a piece of paper that can fit through the Cricut. So your letters, I mean, I think it's it's like a standard like eight and a half wide, might be wider. Um, but then your your how tall it is is really as tall as you know as a piece of paper that you can put through it. So I think what Gunner, when Gunner's talking about the fabric, uh, of course, there's a lot more for, to the 3D side of it. But the actual fabric itself, the technology is there right now. Um, I think the toughest part is getting the thickness and uh, some technique to uh, feed the fabric through consistently. Because paper is like within microns. Each sheet of paper is, is very close. Fabric, on the other hand, well, it's got a lot of variables. The the at least the the yeah, and again the uh, the approach that I had looked the approach that I had looked at was that um the the modern sewing machine is based on a mechanism that's something on the order of like almost 160 years old. Like you know, it, 
it, it's it, not it's, been it's, changed too dramatically throughout no. the years. So, um, but it's also it's one of these things where, like, you know, it, it's 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 a pretty understood mechanism. Um, what where I was looking to go with it is that um, right now they're mechanically coupled. So you basically have a single. So you have a single. You know, like a sewing machine is effectively you have a needle. You have a hook on the bottom of it to to to, to do the to do, to do the knot. Because basically you have two pieces. You have two pieces of the thread, one on either side, and you're looping them over each other so that they that basically you're tying a knot each time it makes a stitch, so it holds it down. That's a single. That's a single point. So it's basically a fixed point. Um, where you start getting fun with all the with all the modern technology and stuff like that is because of with computers and everything like that you don't actually have to have them mechanically coupled, so the hook can be separate and like a completely separate assembly and not mechanically not mechanically connected at all to the needle, so you can have a motor, basically you have a brushless motor driving the hook on the bottom and a brushless motor on top driving the needle and you're using computer controls to time them together and where that gets in is that effectively you have these two finger basically you have two fingers on each side and you can do all the sorts of stuff like you do with a hand stitch but with a machine so that you have instead you know, like you have your print you know, like you have your print head doing stuff like on a on a 3D printer this thing is that you you, you, you cut out your pieces, you clamp them together, and it's like you're manipulating those pieces underneath the printer itself. And it's like you can do all the fun stuff like your curve stitches, everything like that. But you don't need – you have maybe at best two different st- like specific heads. Like if you had to do like a super special stitch, but you can, you can make it so that it instead of – a sewing machine has like 20 different feet and all these different things because you have to do these different stitches, but it's because it's, it's, a, fi- it's a fixed point in space. And it's a fixed point in space because they have to be mechanically coupled to each other. And if you don't have to have them mechanically coupled to each other, then it's all, all it becomes is a, it's a software problem. Because once, 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 once that relationship is turned into a computer control one versus this mechanical linkage, then it's just the behavior that you load, the behavior that you're feeding into the controllers that run the motors on each side of it. And but do you think that at some point? It's going to be like the dilemma of, you know, if, if like if you if you rewind, you look at like, like what 3D printing is now. If somebody were to look into the future 100 years ago, they might have thought that if you wanted to 3D print something out of plastic, it would lay a sheet at a time, right? Well, and, and they, right some now, of them do that. And right now, um, when we make clothing, we make it a sheet at a time, right? We have to cut out the patterns and then sew those patterns to each other do you think that the next stage of 3d clothing will just skip the flats the flat problem and just go and thread it from scratch so the issue with that is um so there are there are machines that do something on that level um but they're all in kind of aerospace they're all in aerospace um, I don't know if you were familiar. So uh, Toyota actually got their start as a sewing machine company, and it's always been kind of like it's been you know, like they actually their corporate logo is a needle getting threaded. Okay. Um, and Toyota has always had this very deep involvement in the whole concept of text, like just textiles. It's you know like everything you know anything else that's been their passion project. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you remember the, the, the LFA 
car that they did for Lexus. So it was their supercar. No. Uh, so so basically, it was it, you know again it was like one of these it was one of these like super like they never made money on it. It was like this white elephant. I don't even say white elephant. Basically, it was it was just something they did to prove that they could do that. That they could integrate something at this level. So it had a Formula One V10 engine that like revved so fast they couldn't use an analog rev counter on it because the engine would go from like ten thousand, like one, one to ten thousand and down again so fast that the needle wouldn't track it. You know, electro, you know, like electronic transmission, everything like that. But the the way that they made it was they wove that entire car as one piece the the body or the body or, so they yeah. actually they they and like it's not like fiber? So, yeah so uh, but but the thing was is like carbon fiber like usually what it is you lay up sheets yeah and sometimes you'll press it but you know like you vacuum form mm-hmm. it what toyota did is toyota actually knit that entire car as one contiguous piece so that whole superstructure is knit and, and is that con- is that is, does that happen? I, I shouldn't say common, but is that uncommon in the modern? They are uh, the first people. They are the, that 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 actually that is that had never been done mm-hmm. but up until are, the point. Are that they doing it now, or they still well, aren't? Well, no. They, like they if made you go they, buy they, a carbon fiber like, hood for your car. No, I mean like carbon fi- carbon fiber hood is still like basically you you weave a sheet of fabric and you do a layup with it. Mm-hmm. Toyota Toyota did this as part of like their technology development. Like there's issues with the loom itself. Mm-hmm. But to your point is that yes, because what it is is that most looms are designed around the idea that you're making a single flat sheet. Right. They were doing actual tubular structures with this loom, so you have your you know basically you have your two A pillars, so your windshields to the whole tube of the the tube of the car itself. Like they wove that as one contiguous sheet because one it lets them shave a horrendous amount of like a, like a, a frightening amount of weight out of the chassis. But two, it's like ridiculously strong because like the problem with that is that anytime you do layups, it's that you have to, there's, there's, there's weaknesses in the joints. Right. Because you're just, you're, the way the stress is dissipated. They use like right? a resin to hold fiberglass together, yeah, so right? Yeah, ba- so basically you put, so the, the, the carbon fiber is strong in tension and weak in compression and buckling. And what you do is that you're using the, the resin to basically push the fiber out so when the resin sets that, that it keeps it it keeps it in constant tension which is why it's so strong i keep calling it fiberglass um same difference yeah. <laughs> um so one of my in my night job um i write printing software and one of my clients they do not use it for 3d printing it'd be very cool if they did um, but one of my clients that i am allowed to disclose their name is a company they're a startup called bolt threads and Bolt Threads is trying to, they are manufacturing, I think they're doing sheets right now, Gunner, but they're doing um, fabric sheets from um, uh, synthetic silk. And that's their business, is they make synthetic silk, um, which is a protein fiber, and they can make it at different thicknesses and then based on that thickness they make a fabric from it um i don't know if they spin it like wool or if it's more complex like the layering um and then what they do is they sell these um bolt thread cells you can just buy a sheet of silk from them but the thing about silk a lot of people think of silk is the t-shirts that that you know um like the dress shirts that you'd buy that are silk and they 
they feel cool on the skin, but I can't say that they're extremely fashionable. Maybe they are in certain settings. They were in like the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah those. But um, Gunner probably understands technically why, but silk is supposed to be one of the strongest fibers because of the way that it's made. The tensile strength or whatever is like insane. Like they said, I, I believe I heard something. I don't know how true this is. Gunner might be able to speak more to this, but that if it didn't cost so much like flak armor, essentially like, like bulletproof vests or whatever, like vests would be significantly stronger if they were made or packed with, with like silk, if they were, if they were silk in, in, uh, in design. I don't know if that's true or not though, Gunner. Gunner's going to start talking about carbon nanotubes. If we're talking about strength, <laughs> that's not an insult. <laughs> well, no, well, the, the, the thing with any of the, the silks is that if, you know, nylon has the same thing, or you know, you say the protein, but it's it's actually because it's 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 crystalline. So you you know, part of that's why t- silk has the texture that it does. Or you know, like if you look at it like from a visible thing, even spider silk. But yeah, because it, it it's it's deformation strength is so high because you know they like like a like a like a silk fiber is i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of the word how you how you how you would phrase it it's a lot longer than just what you're so like like a a string of you know like it's kind of like that whole you know, if you if you if you if you split uh, if you if you if you split someone's intestine so that there was like uh, so many thousand you know thousands of an inch wide, it could circle the earth kind of thing. There's a lot of surface area inside. Sorry, I'm showing him the tag oh, from one of the pieces humans. of clothing. It says 100% spider silk made by humans. Because actually, in yeah, Emeryville, the, California. Because the, the 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 big thing is the big thing that we've been working on for like so fucking long is that like. Spider silk is super strong, but it's because of how the the spiders do, do their spinneret deal. Because it it's it's for for its effect for its effective length. So like you know like if I have I have if I have a piece of spider silk that's like you know a foot long, two feet long, or yeah, a foot, a foot long, it's really like twenty thirty. Because it's so doubled, you know, like because it's been twisted and turned. There's so yeah, many so layers it, to it, essentially. Yes, and it, but it has it has such high molecular weight, you know, like there's so many cross molecular bonds to it that it will even if it stretches, it wants to go back. To, it wants to bind back. I got gotcha. you. Okay. You know, so, but you know, like and, and like you know, like the, they talk about you know, like you're there's been talk of doing you know, like the, that's kind of the popular sci-fi thing is doing synthetic silk as body armor or something like that i mean like that's what sam samurais used to do that that was that was the that was their body armor for against uh arrows and stuff like that was the because the other thing was is that when even if the arrow penetrated the silk would catch it so you could pull it you could pull it back out yeah like it would twist right like it would kind of yes. twist so you could just kind of pull the armor and like twist the arrow back out of your body oh, yeah. that wow. happened in the crusades i heard as well the um the like the middle eastern forces were like yep. all their Cavalry and riders wore like silken armor, and like all like the all the Europeans were like, all these fucking suckers. We have fucking giant. We're like walking tanks, and these fuckers are just walking around in t-shirts essentially. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if an arrow goes through your armor, 
you not only have the arrow in your body, but the piece of armor. That no, it yeah, no. It, 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 this, 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 this is this is the quintessential rock paper scissor of armored infantry, because it's you know like modern armored warfare has the same problem. It's like you can th- you can th- you can th- you can throw more plate on a tank, but effectively, once you have a projectile of a certain size, the the fucking the the the, the armor is the more dangerous thing coming into the crew cab than the fucking projectile itself. But like, so these guys, these guys with the silken armor would get hit by an arrow and it would dig into their body but it would do it in such a way that it would twist mm-hmm. and so all, all they really had to do which hopefully didn't hit a vital order or anything like that was just pull on the armor and untwist the arrow whereas in if regular armor like body armor like a knight per se if the arrow penetrates it's now going into your body well, and no, the it, it, it causes, it barbs causes, are there well it causes additional injury because yeah. it's, it, 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 it will m- it's got a fixed point, space and point relative to the person. So every time they move, they're fucking displacing the, this tiny knife buried inside them versus this tiny knife is moving along. This tiny knife is moving alongside them. Right. But, um, well, no, cause, it, cause that you have that. Um, and it's also like what they call it, uh, dragon scale or whatever. The, the, the sheer thickening shit. So like, um, like scale mail. No, so dra- so dragon skin. So it, uh, there was a, there were. I mean, like there have been numerous attempts to get the army to pick up on it. It's it's a sheer thickening fabric. So you have your multiple layers of a super dense material like that. Your your spider silk or ballistic nylon, but it has. Um, you ever see Ublek? Yeah, non Newtonian. Yes. So what happens what? is that so if it's exposed to starch and water. So so this is this is actually I mean like you know there's proprietary mixes but this is a glycol and silicon nitride or tungsten nitride and you have to you have to make sure that the particle is a specific dimension to get the the behavior consistency but what will happen is that it is fabric up until the point that something smacks it. And then it becomes, then it becomes a then it becomes a plate. Yeah. So really, so oobleck is is a very common one that people talk about because you can make it at home, and you just get cornstarch and water, and you can put it in you know a big like a like a plastic tub on the ground, and if you press down on it with your hand, the harder you press, the harder it becomes. If you take the weight of your hand off, your hand can fall through. And it's called a non-Newtonian fluid. So it, it basically, it's, so it, it, it thickens in response to shock. So the greater the shock load. So like you ever mm-hmm. see the speakers with like the goop that's kind of like coming off the top of it? Like the subwoofer? You know, like yeah. the subwoofer? That's oobleck. You'll see guys... It's just corn, see, yeah, it's just cornstarch. Oh. You, you ever see... Or, you know, like, because, you know, the, the, the extreme demonstration of it is people running across the fucking surface of it in pools and stuff yeah. like that. Yep, yep, yeah. So if you were if you were to have enough cornstarch to fill your bathtub with it, you could actually walk across the, the, the surface of it in your bathtub. The, the weight of your body would be enough as long as you're moving. With the moment that you stop, you fall through. You like slowly oh, okay. sink in like quicksand almost. So what Gunner's talking about, and, and I, they probably have it out there. I, I don't know that much about it, but if if that technology can be put inside a vest, it now is fluid when you need it, and then it's also a solid when you need it. Yeah, so a bullet comes, 
it bang it plates up essentially I mean, it plates yes up. Exactly. I mean, like, actually they're, exactly. they they use it in competitions they, they use that they use i mean like the manufacturer has like sporting equipment variations of so it. what does it do like, with like the shock it, of it does, it does it displace the shock well, no, or does, effect, is it effect, absorbed right no, behind because, the tissue no, because what what happens is that because of the sheer thickening effect it dissipates across the entire contiguous surface of Whatever, the, the, however large so, it is. Yeah. So, so however to, to, length of volume, however length the volume, you know, like because it's, it's a function extent. of thickness. But yeah. So instead of instead of just you know, I, I take a spot is that the whole the whole force of that impact is distributed throughout the entire contiguous envelope of. So how I mean, are these are there prototypes out there? Like how yeah, effective? No, like what kind of caliber no, I mean, are like, we talking you know, about? I mean, like they've, they've they've done demos with any of like the the, the standard NATO rounds and like stuff a seven six two or five five six NATO round three oh eight stuff like that. Yeah. No shit, that's fucking crazy. I didn't even know about that. That's awesome. Trace is gonna play a little video for me. So this is the speaker one he's talking about where you can, well, that was kind of the intro where you can see the, like the little mounds of it coming up out of the ground or, you know, out of the surface. And now this guy's punching it. Oh shit. Okay. So it's not, I mean, like when, when you see the, the videos of the people, um, walking on this oobleck in pools, like colleges will do it. Um, one guy will be falling in on one end while another guy will be walking. So it's not like the entire thing becomes a solid mass. Yeah, but that's like that's not like military grade shit, though. You know what this I mean? Is like not military, right? Grade. Like this is just like homemade stuff. Oh, that's weird, man. Yeah, see, it like almost grows fingers as the as the sound waves. Yeah, like trying to like reach out almost to like distribute the impact or distribute the the vibration. That's really interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. I'd never, uh, I'd never really even heard of it. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Ooh, black. So, what a weird word. Yeah. What's the uh, so? I it's just it's just so crazy is, to me. This is a dragon skin jacket. Yeah, I mean, it looks just like a regular Kevlar vest essentially. It's just got little compartments of the ooh in it. Or no, those so all the, 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 fab- the fabric itself is actually so it's it's multiple layers, but it's it's treated with that. So th- sure, this is kind of like panel. infused into the fabric then. Yep. That's that's nuts. That's very cool. Huh. Learned something today. <laughs> so Gunner's fast forwarding the video with the vest. Do they actually show like the impact of it and how it just Come on, come on, come on. So that's actually what's underneath the the panel, so it's it's effectively multiple Oh, it's almost like a foam. Circle, almost, it it's looks multiple like. circles of the of that material. Was it like bubble wrap, and each little bubble's filled with it? Well, it's that 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 package of. It almost looked like 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 egg crates. So the guy's shooting it with a gun right now, and it, it's on. Of course, it's on a dummy. It's not on a real person. And you see the dummy like move when the bullet hits him. But now I think he's going to be taking the vest off. Yeah, he's stripping the vest off. Check yeah, for he's holes. Stripping the vest off. He's got nothing. Yeah, and there's no holes on the other side That's of the vest. Crazy. I'm interested what the impact to the like you said, right. like how it distributes the. Uh, but I mean, if it's just it's, it's not like a Kevlar vest where wherever that impact is, like. That's where all the shock wave essentially see that's where all the pressure and force is, is entering or is, is affecting the cavity. If it's spreading it throughout the torso, that's like really interesting because then I wonder like 
could you have like a little like bag that hangs onto your side where it could like the force could even further get pulled no, down through that? Or no, it doesn't really work it, like that. I mean, like I, my my and, and the flexibility of it. Right. Well, yeah. I I, I have a design for a battle parka for my uh, for, <laughs> to go over the top of my Iron Man power assist team and uh, you know the, the 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 variable response battle suit. Well, that's fucking badass. I uh, and it's 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 all it's all home uh, home ec level uh, fabrication technology. Not the, not the not the variable response battle. Now suit, that we're talking about fabrics, do you want to talk about next topic? Yeah. So um, another. Uh, feel free to just talk over me at any point in time. I'm just picking the ones that I found interesting. Um, this isn't really brand new news. But uh, Apple's officially announced that um, within the next year, they will be offering an official streaming service. They want to compete. Uh, it, from the description of the article, it sounds like they really want to compete with Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, I commend them for trying, but you're so late to the party. And I don't really, unless you get some groundbreaking show, I I just don't see how it's gonna work. Oh, gonna like be- I feel like it's just like it's like a, a a ripped off idea with an Apple logo on it. Well, they'll just buy Netflix. You know how I think they'll do it. I think they'll do it with sports. That oh, so. actually, well, no, right see, now, I'm no, surprised that Disney isn't like talking about I, talking I'm that su- up on their. I'm surprised none service. of them have tackled this problem, but right now. You really have to hunt around to find sports without a cable or satellite provider. Um, really, a lot of live television in general. Live television hasn't really made its way into the streaming TV space. And at first, it kind of made sense. It's like, well, you're streaming it. Why would it be live? Um, live would be for like a broadcast. Streaming would be for something that was recorded a while ago. But now we're realizing with... Um, you know, like the Olympics used YouTube for some of its streaming content, um, and, and people watched it. Um, now we're realizing that live is just as viable on streaming as it is on broadcast. But it's even you crazier mean, because like broadcast e-sports? is slowly yeah, it's like esports. And broadcast, <laughs> broadcast one, is, is slowly is slowly shriveling up, and the biggest problem that I hear over and over and over again is. I need to be able to have access to my sports for people that are trying to cut the cord. If Apple solves that problem, I think that they will be in serious competition. And if they can do it by somehow getting a negotiated price, one thing Apple is good at, they're not always first to the game, but they're usually pretty good when they enter the game. They proved that with the smartphone. They weren't the first, but when the iPhone came out, they clearly were the best. And... Now it's debatable, right? Now there's competition. Really, it's really it's down to two, though. Um, I would say in the streaming space, you have you have Prime Video and you have Netflix. Um, a lot of people listening say, "Well, Hulu should be in there too." Yeah, you can say Crackle. You could there, you can say HBO. And Hulu has some of the television shows. They do have some they of have the, the Hulu has shows. a ton of television shows. Um, I think they have NBC. I think NBC's content is on there. Yeah, but so is, so is it's on Netflix as well. No, I mean I believe like like you can watch, 
you can watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, Hulu. streaming? Yeah. Like as it's playing. Oh, yeah. okay. I wasn't aware. All right. Yeah, whereas, um, you, can, I mean, for Saturday Night Live is an interesting one, right? Because no matter what catalog NBC sells to Netflix or, or, um, or Prime Video, you still don't see Saturday Night Live on there. You may catch a documentary about Saturday Night Live or a best of for a limited time about Saturday Night Live, but you don't really find the content out, out, out there. And I'm just kind of cherry picking that. There's a lot of programming that you just don't see on uh, Netflix. Um, one of them is like the Today Show, I think is a good example, right? The Today Show still has a lot of viewers, but you have to go directly to the website in order to stream it. Right. If you had one app that behaved like television had been for the last 20 years, more than 20 years. I mean, I don't know when cable television first. Well, I mean, you're essentially just like saying we're moving it from cable to to stream, right? Like that's Right. But off. you have the you have the most profitable company in the history of the world saying that they're going to be the ones offering it. That's where I think that's it's a lot of agreements, man. Yeah, but they, you see so so they did it the, with music. Yeah, but the flip side of this, though, is, I mean, you know, the, the record companies have been spending the last how many freaking years trying to trying to put that genie back in the battle with fucking bottle with fucking title and all this like your premium streaming services. I don't know if you're like familiar with the whole thing going on with Netflix right now and Marvel Television. So they just canceled. They canceled they, they, they Luke canceled, Cage canceled and Daredevil, Iron Fist, or Iron Fist, and, excuse and, me, and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So Disney is in the process of ramping up their own streaming, their right. own video on demand service. Netflix is going to take a big hit. Yeah. Well, you know, and like again, like there's this thing where effectively, if Netflix keeps them in production, they have the rights. They have the you know because, I mean, like. Is it like Part Fox's of, agreement with the with the Marvel? Yeah, because I mean, like they, they, have the, they have the as long as as long as they they have the rights to those characters to do that series. Disney can't just revoke it. Um, but you know, it, it's it's this thing where it's like Apple's talking all big. Disney owns such a huge fucking portion of everything at this point. Like they own all of Fox's back catalog. They, you know, like whatever, you know, what, what, like the six different subsidiary studios that Disney bought out, like all the television stuff. Here's the question, I mean, though. What like, does Disney own as far as the television stuff goes? Like, do they own any of NBC, NB, ABC, NBC, they, any they, of the major they, no, networks? They, they, they own ABC. Well, they own Fox, too, no, right? They, they, they own the they NFL. Own Fox. Holy fuck. They yeah. own, well, they, they own 21st Century Fox. I don't know if they own the television network itself. That's its own thing. That's its own thing. Is it its own thing though? Um, actually, so let, 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 let's look up some. Because if they own Fox, they own a massive portion of. They own ESPN, and ESPN does Monday Night Football. Well, Fox no, they does, own. They, yes, they own. I don't even know if I don't know if are there games on other stations anymore. No, you are correct. They do, they they. Uh, what will happen to the Fox TV network? Okay, no. So Fox Fox TV is its own separate thing. Okay, so they don't own Fox TV then. Yes, the Fox the Fox Broadcasting Network itself is part of 20th Century Fox, which is also who owns the Fox News. So Fox TV is owned by 
Disney. No, no, no. It's separate. Separate. It's completely separate. Okay, so then, so, it, they, so now you're still in the market then for streaming sports anyway. Like when I say sports, I'm no, talking about they the. Still, they still own, well, unless they, the NFL did a deal with Fox Television. Um, if they're if they're doing ESPN anything like that, that's all Disney itself. ESPN is just Monday Night Football. That's the only only football that that ESPN has access to to exclusively stream. Is are the Monday night games? It's how fucking big the NFL's dude is. It's like, yeah, but, you could have one game, but, yeah. but it's but, a massive no. game. It's fucked up. Tons of ratings, but you get one. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, I think if they tackle sports, then they're going to have a chance because I haven't seen anybody else do it yet. Well, here's here's the thing too. What happens when? Uh, what happens when huge swat? You know, never mind sports. What happens when huge swaths of those films just go out of print, and the only way that you can see them? Is through their streaming service, like you can't get the fucking Blu-ray. You can't I mean, like you can you you can't buy it because it's you know, back movies. on Disney. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking because you know yeah, a- they, Apple Apple's thing is dependent on streaming. Dis- tele- Disney scares me for sure. Disney definitely scares me. Um, Disney scares me because, like you said, they have had no problem keeping things out of print over the years, right? Weren't you the one that told yeah. me about some of these things? Yeah. Like there were certain movies where they intentionally held back, like the uh, back, I remember back in the VHS days, there were certain copies that they intentionally held back on VHS. Um, they really controlled the demand of that market. And they kind of do scare me from a streaming perspective. It also scares me because they, they make so much good content. But the other thing I like about this type of stuff is, let's say Disney pulls everything. And there's still some stuff left on the other streaming services. But let's say they say they just decide they're going to pull everything. It creates a new market <clears throat> for the people who just don't want to go out and buy Disney. Well, yeah, I'm not giving up Stranger Things. Like, fuck you. Right. You know, I, I, I will keep Netflix... For Big Mouth, for Stranger, like that's the beautiful thing about Netflix. Their original series, they clearly have given the artists and the creators complete fucking control, and they've said just go do your thing because well, we know you can be successful. Y- yes, but the pro- the problem with that now is that Netflix actually has to be a real company, and they're I mean like part part of where Luke Cage and like that like I don't know if the sense it, Netflix has to, Netflix is a Netflix is a real network now, so they have to do all that like hard calculus math. Because it used to be long-term investments and like DVD sales, like I don't, I don't know if is Netflix doing any aftermarket sales? What do you mean, like physical copies? Ser- yes, of their series. Like, can you? Can, oh, like go? Can you go buy in a store? That's a really good question. I don't think so. I think you can only it, access it through Netflix. I don't think you can buy seasons of Stranger Things. I think you have to buy. Netflix I mean, like you know, there's the, there's merchandising and stuff like definitely. that. Definitely, but, but but like that whole that you know, like again, it, it gets into this like. Modern TV production. They'll eventually sell is, the DVDs, though. Will they though? Yeah. Why they would won't why would they license it? But they'll sell them. Why, why though? Why not? Because it, it doesn't you, dip. It doesn't dip into their own. It does though. If they get into a, a a industry war with Disney, and it's like, no, like if you actually want to see this shit, you got to stream this shit. I think it's a it's a gateway drug, is what it is. Because what you do is you don't know what to get your father in law for Christmas. And you're like, well, you know what? Stranger Things was good, but he's too fucking cheap to get Netflix. I'm going to go buy him the DVD set. Or, and then or. after he gets it, he decides he likes it enough. And then he either subscribes, because the only way he can get this year's season 
is to subscribe. I mean, it happens with. But why would I waste money on on physical copies and distribution deals and all that shit when I can just say, "Hey, here's five bucks. It's a it's a it's a month free of Netflix promotion. It's a gift." Yeah, but people, that's like signing somebody up for free magazines. Not really, though. I mean, it's a little bit different because when he actually accesses it, and it's you know, he's, it's an easy have you medium. Ever tried and he canceling gets Amazon on it. Prime? No. Why would I? <laughs> it's just like canceling I love a magazine 2D. subscription. Oh, so, but I mean, it's, no, so it's, it's not something that they make easy to cancel. Well, and actually, but, but this happened with HBO, right? And I'm Gunnar, I'm sorry. sorry to talk over you, but this this exact scenario happened with HBO, right? I mean, there's people right now that watch Westworld. Because they bought the original season on DVD. There's people that, that, that got hooked on Game of Thrones because somebody gifted them the first season. And they, could, they might be HBO subscribers for life. They might have discovered HBO and said, you know what? HBO's got a lot more content than this one show. I bought it just for this one season, but I stayed on it because I like John Oliver. Or I stayed on it because I like Vice. Or something along those lines. I, I think that that the that the DVD sales do supplement the service. I know what you're saying, Wade. It would make sense for them to say no. Come here for it. And with Stranger Things is an interesting one because that's almost like a cultural phenomenon, right? That's like the right now it's cool to be geek, and Stranger Things is right down that category. You go to Spencer's, you go to um, Think Geek, you go to any of these stores and there's Stranger Things t-shirts or Stranger Things coffee mugs. It's almost become culture at this point. So it probably has the stronghold where they don't need DVD sales. But there's also some some equal, some other shows that may that they may need it, right? Big Mouth might be an example. Yeah. Big Mouth might be an example where where you buy somebody the DVDs and then all of a sudden that they're, they're hooked. Um Big Mouth's an interesting one because you can't follow the model of South Park because it's too raunchy for, for kids. Like, so, it's way too raunchy for kids. Go ahead, Gunner. So to, to kind of go back to the original question. So Netflix has this thing where, yeah, it, they'll release hard copies of it, but they're specialty products. They're not like, it's not like I go into Walmart and pick this up. It's like, here's the collector's edition at Target. Okay. So it's like a limited. It's a limit. It's a limited, it's a limited release. release. Right. Okay. Which yeah. is similar to how Disney does it. Right. You know. Yeah. You're. You know. Like. Yeah. Newly. Re- newly remastered with a director commentary and blah 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 blah. Um. Completely random. But did you hear that they are rebuilding the Titanic ship? They're making, what? They're making Titanic too. Yeah. Because fuck you. That's why. I don't understand no, why. No, they are making they are making an exact they are making a exact silhouette duplicate for of the original Titanic as a luxury transoceanic liner because you know again we, we thanks to global warming we've gotten rid of all the icebergs so it's natural <laughs> as, as, so we, we we can just tool around and say fuck fuck you ocean yeah suck it <laughs> we don't have to worry about it. Yep. Suck it! Not yeah. Except so now only we only have to worry about Cthulhu and, uh, and Somali you know, pirates and so and Somali pirates. <laughs> um, I've only heard secondhand, but I heard that they've fixed they the engineers have fixed some of the issues with the construction of it, uh-huh. um, and as well as they have they have equipped it with enough lifeboats. Can I just like <laughs> can, what's well, the over under bet? On Celine Dion's fucking My Heart Go Will Go On will be the first song played as it's like leaving the fucking the dock. I don't want anybody to die, but I do want it to sink on top of the original one. That would be pretty amazing. I say they just have Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet just go into town on it. They would like 
whoever is investing money has probably already offered them each like a hundred million dollars to be there on like the, the the maiden voyage. That's fucking so stupid, man. Why would you fucking do that? Because is it actually, because it's such a cultural phenomenon? It's, it's, it's like actually phenomenon. Again, this is all this is all kind of third hand, second hand, whatever. Uh, the I, apparently, like it's actually really small compared to the cruise ships. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not actually sized enough. To, so it has what to year be. What year did the Titanic sink? Like, what what year was that? What era was that? It the thirties, the twenties? No, it was the early nineteen hundreds, I believe. If only Amazon Echo was listening to us yeah. right now. Yeah, kind of glad it's not. Titanic two. You know, there's a movie about raising the Titanic, right? Which is fucking amazing. Is it a documentary? No, it was. Is terrible. it a zombie film? So it sank. It sank on 19, in April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. Hundred six years ago. <sighs> I don't but, fucking know. Well, you know. I mean, like, because you know, there's there's a whole thing. Like, I mean, like, you know, you get in this conspiracy, blah, blah blah blah. The Titanic was not actually the Titanic. It was, you know, like it's one of these things. It's one of these things where there's all sorts of just dumbassery associated with it. Never mind, like not having enough lifeboats on it for the, crew, the people and stuff like that. It was, it was something that was doomed to failure because it's, it's rife with fucking mob style construction, cost cutting bullshit. Like the actual ship was insurance fraud because it was. <laughs> It, the, the Titanic that sailed was not actually Titanic. It was the it was a rename. It was it was its sister ship, the 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 Britannic or something like that. And they fucking retagged it, or supposedly they retagged it because they were doing fucking in, like they were doing bullshit insurance, you know, insurance shuffling. But it, you know, again, like the the steel that they used, they knew it was substandard. They fucking cost cut. They cost cut. You know, like again, it's like one of these things where, like the you know, you talk about the engineering problems. The reason that you mean, the reason that the Titanic sunk was because it used it used high sulfur steel, so it was super brittle in cold, in cold weather. And that they fucking skipped out on the fucking watertight bulkheads that were supposed to be between it because they fuck. You know, it's like it's like poltergeist. They moved the fucking tombstones. They didn't move the bodies. Is they put all these fucking bulkheads in it, and they never put fucking tops on them like it was like it was specked in the fucking ship's design. So it's like when the water started pouring in, it's like we get to the end, one wall of the bulkhead, and like there was supposed to be like a ceiling on it to keep it from flowing over, and there's no ceiling, so it just spills over the one wall into the fucking next one, into the next one, into the next one, and that's why it fucking rolled. Because I mean, like. <laughs> It would it, like it would. It Why would've... am I finding like the Titanic sinking <laughs> so funny? <laughs> I mean, you know, human human tragedy and everything like that. But it's like, yeah, and it's like, meanwhile, you got Il- William Isengard Brunel building the fucking USS Britannia or whatever there, which is like the fucking steamship of the same size, and that thing, like, that was that was a fucking paddle boat. That was a paddle boat in the age of screw, and you know, but that because actually, that's that's. That was the first big one. That had all of the stuff that was supposed to be in the Titanic, and it was designed like sixty years earlier. And you know, again, it was it, it's, it's too get too ghetto too you know it's too central bus to be a luxury oceanic liner pretty soon. But like, yeah, that that's the boat. That's the boat that basically laid the entire Western c- cross oceanic communication system. Have, have either of you ever been on a cruise? No, I I don't see the appeal of it. See, I don't either. Shauna's um, 
parents are kind of like they want to like do it for her her, her dad's <laughs> retirement, which is cool. And I definitely want to do something. He's a really great guy. But I just feel like I'm fucking trapped in the ocean. Like, if something goes mm-hmm. fucked up, it's, it can get real fucked up. Yeah. It, 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 the concept of swim, swimming in a pool on a while boat? floating in the ocean is a strange thing to me. Being in a water slide but, on a pool. In what, a boat the what you have to think about it more, though, it, it's more of a resort than it is, like, a boat. Yeah, but then why don't we just go to a resort? Well, no, oh, actually, because so, so, resorts, while you're drinking don't just magically land on islands. So what happens is if, if you feel safe getting off on these tropical islands, then you get to see the islands, um, but you also get to spend and it's your con- nights and days getting wasted on a resort. And usually And it's a convenient packages. place to murder. It, it's, it's a great place to murder. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's probably the last place you should murder. No, well, I mean, you could just dump the body, just whoop off well, the no, fucking boat. I mean, do, That's do, do, true. Do, but, do you really, I mean, like, you realize the actual primary... I mean, like you're about to fucking blow my mind here with some cracks out of this shit right now. I no, know the, it. The, 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 <laughs> you understand the, the purpose no, no, of cruise ships, don't no, you? No, it, it, <laughs> no, it's it's the gambling. Oh, okay, because it's like not legal everywhere. There's some major restrictions. And no, on I mean, like even even you, even you, like the riverboats. Like originally, the riverboats were that used. was actually a workaround. Yeah, that, ah, that, that's that's mm-hmm. why they, like they they would just have them floating in fucking pools that were like tangentially connected to a canal. That was tangentially connected to a river, you know, like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's. When Gunner and I, I used to work with Gunner at the casino. He's still there. And I used to fuck around with the computer system. And uh, once I, f- I landed on a program called Riverboat, and it was like a full portion of the software designed for, um, for a, a casino that was on a boat. It's so odd. Yeah, Just found- like j- people are so fucking into gambling. They will find a work. They will build a fucking boat just to gamble on. Yes, no, because what and the reason why I mean the reason why it's fucking stacked top to bottom is because they want you to stay on the boat. That's why they 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 they're there's a whole there's a whole weird thing because um, they the, the other rule is is that you can't you know why they all go to the Caribbean and stuff like that is because you can't have a cruise ship dock. In the port, the same port as it depart, the same port from a country that it departed from. So that's why they do these weird, like you know, like there's there's there there's like there have been like waylay islands that they've stationed off the coast of like you know like they'll, they'll be for they'll be locations that they build up. I mean, the Caribbean's just convenient because it's all fucking hoo ha ha. But yeah, those boats those boats are racing to get to international waters as soon as fucking possible, so all the fucking high stakes shit can open up as like as soon as they're fucking daylight. There's still daylight on the on the boat, and people can get start getting tanked, and they can start fucking fleecing people. Yeah, it's a mobile it's a mobile resort. That's really what it is. It's a mobile resort. You you have sun too, so a lot of those resorts are are predominantly indoors. Like, they'll have, like, the outdoor water parks for the kids and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff will also be indoors. So you're, you at least have the outdoors. You're on the ocean. People love the ocean. Um, that's why I would think. I've never been on one, though. I know a lot of people who have. <coughs> um, but to me, it's more like a floating resort than no. it is, you know, being on a boat. But it's a resort that lands on islands. And you can get off and you can see these tropical islands. 
Um, I gotta I gotta send you that. There, which, there was an awesome video essay I was watching the other day. I gotta send you about this when we when we get done. But it's so when I went to Mexico this past year uh, with my family, we did both. We did the island and we did the resort. It wasn't on a on a cruise ship. We just um, you know we took a ferry to the island, stayed there for a week, and then we spent a few days in the resort. And uh, my wife hated the resort. Why? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, they, they try to like do the all-inclusive food packages and stuff like that. And um, what, what happens is, is you eat the same food every day that you're there because you're not tipping the waiters because all the meals are paid for. I mean, you can leave a few dollars for them, but it's like going to the buffet every day, except it's this weird, like, like fake table service, or at least the one we went to. Some of them are really good, but the one that we went to, the all-inclusive food uh, wasn't that great. Okay. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me, we were in Cancun, and Cancun's office often perceived as an unsafe place when you're off of the resorts. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. So you end up kind of being stuck in a building, right? I mean, you can kind of go to these, like, um, uh, you can go to the beach, and and the the water's beautiful, but you don't actually leave the resort at all. I mean, you could try, you could get a a taxi to uh, to a restaurant nearby, but for the most part, you aren't really, like, living with with neighbors you're not living with local businesses you're just stuck in a huge fucking hotel whereas when we were on the island when we were on the island we were you know um in our in our case we had to use a golf cart for transportation so we were buying ponchos and picking up groceries from the local grocery store where since it's an island they have completely different selection of stuff um, but we would have, when we went to a restaurant, we just, we would just go down the street, you know, half a mile and we would eat at that restaurant and we got to, we, you, you get to know the taxi drivers, you really get to know the people that live on that Island and you get more of the Island experience. I mean, you just walk down the street and some guy's hacking a coconut apart that he just, he just rode his bike down the street until he saw coconuts on the ground pulled out a machete and he's selling them for you know two bucks a piece that's an experience that you're going to get on an island you will never get the guy hacking apart a coconut um when you're on the resort there also um the, the, the island that we were on had some ruins that were there from when it was occupied uh previously so that's why i think um she liked the island life so much more but the Resort life, you can get wasted, you can, you know, you're kind of within the safety box. So if you're there, really for families, if you're there with your family, there's a lot of staff to support your family there. And, and if you wait for the right time of night, it's convenient for murder. <laughs> and murder. <laughs> yes, if you, again. Well, on the bo- do, you think, do you think the resorts, like like the non-boat, the non-cruise resorts are good for murder? Well, I mean, what, 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 what was... What was uh, attractive blonde young lady's name whose name I can't remember who oh, disappeared on the island. Elizabeth yeah. Smart or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it, it, it it's. I mean, you know, people. What was it? What was the fucking Anthony Hopkins movie with 
Cuba Gooding Jr. Where like they're fucking doing survival, like like there's 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 something like Anthony Hopkins. It was it was it was around that time he kind of typecast as Hannibal there for a little bit. I don't know, but um, there's this whole thing where like he 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 he's. Well, they're going back and forth, and he's like, "What? What? You know, like, did he? You know, like, he, for some reason, they're having some discussion. Anthony Hopkins is all like kind of crazy, but he puts him in a double headlock. Uh, instinct, yeah. So he puts him. He's like, he's got him in a double headlock for some. You know, like Cuba Gooden's just like kind of having this whole panic thing, and he's like, "What? Did, Anthony Hopkins is just having this discussion with him. He's like, "What have I taken away from you? What have I taken away from you? <coughs> Taking my freedom? It's like, you know, he's like, you know, like they're trying to get to the point because like he's choking him out, and like you know, Cuba's like, he took my freedom away." And he's like, Anthony Hopkins is like, you were never free. What have I taken away from you? And he has to think about it. And it's, it's you know, Cuba finally finds the right answer. And it's called my illusion, or it's my illusions. Because the thing is, is that. Where is know, this going? Where is this going? Is that, <laughs> I feel like we're and, opening and, a dark, and, dark tunnel. No, because I, I guess the thing is, is that we, we go, you go to these places and there's like this fucking curated reality that kind of, you know, like you're talking okay. about, you're talking about that. And it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's the whole like Mexico used to be like the fucking be all end all vacation location, but it's always been like rife with fucking bandito violence. You know, I mean, it's 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 not it's not stereo. You know, but like, the thing is, is that the the, the pol- you know, like they're the the police are not as effective down there. They're not effective at all down there. Not as far as like in relation to the cartel and shit like that. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's like you know, like the the whole Elizabeth Smart people disappear. It's like it's kind of, you know, people people get used to the 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 the, the United States blissful fucking floating through space and most likely things are not going to be terrible and you know like it's 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 why they it's why they put such fucking high fences around like the nice resort towns and in the caribbean and stuff like that because they don't want you seeing what's what it's what it's really like which is that there's life is a fucking struggle well yeah and you know it's 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 the whole reason they keep you on ship as long as possible too so you don't get exposed to the bullshit so, so you don't get exposed to the bullshit you're I not, guess I get that. You're not supposed to flush toilet paper. Yes. Don't be that guy. On the... L- yes. And in, in, in all of that area, in all that region. A oh, in Mexico? You, you bag it. Yeah, Wait. You're supposed to put it in the garbage. Oh. But it's weird, like... <clears throat> like, yeah, even the resorts have... Even the resorts have a garbage next to every single toilet. So, because you're not supposed to put toilet, you're not supposed the to smell flush toilet must be paper. fucking horrendous. Um, or do you just tie it up, tie it up each bag, and just toss it? No. It's it's a strange, strange thing. Uh, it's it's not as bad as you'd think, but yeah, of course it yeah, smells a little interested. bit. <laughs> After hearing that, I'm not <laughs> interested in going. Well, the thing we'll is, is you, the we'll resorts compost and toilet. It'll the resorts, I, my understanding. Is the resorts invest into a better septic system, into a better um, uh, sewer, into a better sewer mm-hmm. system, and that they allow it because there's way too many people blindly flying in, just going straight to the resorts from America that they aren't, they don't know not to do it. But on the islands, you absolutely can't do it. I mean, every if 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 the person renting the home speaks English. 
which is, is where you're going to want to go unless you can speak Spanish, she is going to have a rule book for things that Americans would not get. Number one on the island, you can't drink the water. It's right. not just, it, I mean, nobody can drink the water, right? Because it'll get you sick. Um, it's not just people from America that can't drink the island water. Nobody can. Uh, the electricity cuts out every night. That was one that we didn't, we had no, no advanced warning of. It cuts in and out every night. So like the air conditioning will cut out and oh, then it'll come back man. on. And it's only for a minute or two. But it, oh, wakes, okay. but right. it wakes you up if you're not used to it. Um, actually, my phone charger, I have like a, um, I had like one of the, like the rapid chargers. My phone charger would not work there. They have the same outlets that we have, but the, that charger would not work in Mexico. There's something weird. Um, I don't know if it drew too much, which seems strange because they got a fucking air conditioner in the room that draws way more. But, um, but yeah, you definitely cannot flush the toilet paper there, or at least they tell you not to. Gross. That's why you got to get your own boat like Paul. Paul Allen, your friend, my friend. Paul Allen's dead. Paul Allen is dead. The co-founder of Microsoft passed away. I don't know how he died. He not he, he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh fuck. He he he, he this was like he had a couple of bouts with it. actually like there's kind of the quintessential story the first time he was fighting that fucking Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer were fucking in the other room while he's there talking about how they were going to fucking do it. they were going to dilute his offer his stock offer like his stock holdings. And, like, he's fucking going through chemotherapy and everything like that, and he busts in the room, and he's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I am literally trying not to die right now. Fuck you guys. But, um, no, you know, and again, he, he, he was, he is the least dickish out of all of those, like, tech, you know, the, 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 empire. the, 90, the 90, the 90s titans. Yeah. Well... But you know, again, like he, besides all the philanthropy, like he also he also was like the quintessential um, eccentric hide, hiding. Like I think we've talked about it before. He had his fuck. He had the he has the the boat, the octopus. So it was the first. It's like the first. He he effectively had his own cruise ship. So he he had a like the the the, the not luxury for the sake of luxury mega yacht. So he had four helicopters, two submarines, a boat that would affect, you know, like a launch that effectively would have been a yacht for a normal person, you know, like, and it's like the submarine, one, the one submarine there could be on the ocean floor for probably like four or five weeks at a time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause he, he used to do, he used to go like, I'm going to go find, th- I'm just going to go find lost things. Like I'm going to go find Bismarck. Jesus. <laughs> but you know, again, uh, I mean like. Effectively, he was the he was one of the few guys who was spending a whole shit ton of money, not making it like trying to fight against Seattle being a hipster hellhole. And now that he's gone, it's just going to be interesting watching that city fucking devour itself from the inside. Yeah, as it becomes as it it becomes Jeff Bezos's bitch. (laughs) Well, hopefully, it doesn't happen to Seattle. But uh, speaking of things devouring themselves and ending, we're pretty much at the two hour mark. Is that correct? We're past the two-hour mark. Are we? Yes. Wow. One fifty-four. I'm going to take like six minutes to answer that question. <laughs> Please do so. We <laughs> must hit two hours. Uh, no, nah, yeah, we're rub there. It, rub <clears throat> it out. Rub it out. Well, with that in mind, 
if you want to rub one out, by all means, go for it. But uh, wait, wait, dulcet tones. Rub, <laughs> rub it out using using a, a 4K VR headset. Also, rub it out. Don't, don't swallow cra- that poison. Crazy cruise ship out. murder porn. <laughs> don't swallow your pride. You know what? It's actually it a cruise ship murder video game with porn added, and it is a new esports competition. Ooh. Actually, it's all tied in. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you actually are, you get to play as Paul Allen with a dragon skin condom. <laughs> <laughs> what happens there? I don't want to know. We're not even going to get into it because we're at the two and, hour mark. And so. what happens is when um, I, I when, can I can neither confirm nor deny that there have been atten- that it, there have been discussions of a non-Newtonian sex toy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if Paul Allen has if he has any performance problems, the game refers to that as being micro soft. Oh, dad up, joke. He came up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was his claim to fame. Mm. Nice. That and freaking Bill Gates and an intern destroying his car with bulldozers. That's my favorite fucking Bill Gates. Like the only cool Bill Gates story ever. We're going to save that for the next podcast. We're going to open that with the next podcast. Thank you everyone for joining this week and uh, have a good rest of the week. (laughs) 